The Florida Panthers were very slow to start in the first and second period, and it proved them costly on the Thursday night game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. On today's show, we are going to discuss whether these two straight regulation losses have are is now too little too late for the Panthers to go on a run to make the postseason on today's edition of the show. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Friday, March 24th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to send in your screenshot of your subscription to the Locked On Florida Panthers YouTube channel and your five-star rating on whichever podcast app you listen to the show for your chance to win two free tickets to the Florida Panthers versus Toronto Maple Leafs game on April 10th. Best of luck, everybody. It's funny how I mentioned that matchup, the second matchup coming up for the Florida Panthers and the Toronto Maple Leafs as far as the giveaway for tickets. And we're recapping a... A, a, a huge dud for the Florida Panthers uh, lose six to two uh, to Toronto. Their first set of back-to-back losses in regulation since December 30th and January 1st going into the new year. And it's, it's big backbreaker and it hurts even worse. The fact that the Florida Panthers lost to Philadelphia Flyers on, on Tuesday night where the Flyers were opportunistic, but <sighs> Back to back to the drawing board for this Panthers team, but it is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. It is my colleague, formerly of PantherParkway.com, Nick Fairbanks. He is back on the show. Nick, what's the word, man? Uh, it makes Tuesday's game sting a little bit more, and just reminding ourselves again of every show that we talk that. Florida does not seem to beat the teams that they need to beat, especially the lottery team. So you got Philadelphia, Columbus, uh, Columbus uh, Arizona, and stuff like that. And, you know, um, didn't expect to win tonight, but I did not expect them to play the way that they did. And, um, you know, you got to hope for a better effort against the Rangers, who are the hottest team in the NHL. Yeah, and uh... – and, you know, we, we spoke about how the Florida Panthers, the, the majority of the games that they'll be facing off against playoff teams will be at home. And, you know, you drop this first one uh, at, at home against Toronto on Pride Night for the Florida Panthers and awesome jerseys that the Florida Panthers had for, for, the, for the night. And, of course, we've known the stories all around the NHL about certain teams decide not to wear them, like the Rangers, the Blackhawks, former Panther James Reimer not wearing one due to religious beliefs, and then it all started with Ivan Provorov. But of course, no, uh, we we can't expect just because this is the team that we cheer for that the Panthers are gonna. Uh, this this won't happen to the Panthers neither. So Eric Stahl and Mark Stahl decide not to wear the Pride Night jerseys for the Florida Panthers. I do disagree with their stance. I do think uh, the whole religious belief is a little cherry picked and rooted in homophobia, in my opinion, but. I, at first, I was focused on that, but at the same time, I I do also want to focus on the people who do who did 
wear it. Um, 18 out of 20 um, players who dressed tonight wore it. And that's 90%. And that is a lot further than where we were years ago as, as far as this sport as, as well. And I, I do want to applaud the Panthers who decided to wear it and, and, and the people who did, who, who, who are looking to be allies as far as people in the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, your thoughts on, on Pride Night for the Panthers? Well, Sergei Bobrovsky is certainly not scared of going back to Russia, you know, wearing a pride jersey. So I would think Yemby uh, Dadinov, same thing. Barbashev, same thing. Just kind of puts cold water on, you know, the excuses that organizations are going to put um, as far as not wanting to be uh, celebrating or be a part of this. Um, it's one thing for somebody to make a, a decision and, you know, they're free to do that and everything, but they're not outside of criticism. So um, that's my thoughts on it. Um, I think we're trying to be more of an inclusive uh, league. And as long as there are people who do not believe in those type of uh, initiatives, uh, then they don't represent the sport and they don't represent what it means uh, to bring people together. So um, I'll just leave it at that. And, um, won't go off on another tangent because uh, you'd probably get myself in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we have more tangents to go on uh, probably as well the rest of the show in relation to how the Florida Panthers played uh, as well. So, you know, it, it's not the lightest of moods here on, on today's show for, of course, the the 62 loss puts a little bit more salt on the wound as far as everything. But, Nick, two peri- two straight periods uh, for, for, for the Panthers coming out, out for of – for, for 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 this team, I mean, it it really didn't take until the ten minute mark for the Florida Panthers to really generate a whole bunch of a whole bunch of opportunities. They ended up with more shots on goal for the for the for the game, but when it was like sixteen to sixteen, there was a point where the the Maple Leafs shot attempts were like more than ten than what the what than what the Panthers had. The the Panthers were not generating anything out of the neutral zone. The the they weren't winning any. Um, they they weren't winning their board battles. Of course, another too many men on the ice penalty for 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 the Panthers. It's happened quite a few times, um, and we we've also seen a, a bit of line changes too, like quite a bit uh, of of line changes. You see, Matthew Kachuk go to the top line. Anton Lindell is the four C. Duclair goes up to the up to the second line, and then Nick Cousins goes up to the fourth. All this juggling, of course. Let's not forget that the Panthers were without Sam Bennett again. He took this he took the ice this morning, tried giving it a go, and left early after after morning skate. So uh we knew as of this morning that that he wasn't gonna play. But tall tasks going up against uh two elite centers in Matthews, Tavares, Matthews gets uh two goals and Tavares Loves playing the Panthers. Get three primary assists. He was consistently driving play. Uh, I believe he also drew a penalty on, on in, in the game as well, if I'm not mistaken. But just those guys skating um, through through the zone so easily, and the Florida Panthers continuing to be um, uh, out of position. And and of course the the Maple Leafs score on a five on three, and you don't. And with the league's second best power play, that's not a team that you want to be down five on three. On that note, because um, I agree with everything you just said, I think they said on the telecast that this was possibly Toronto's first five-on-three of the season. 
Yep, that's correct. Are you are you kidding me? Uh, that okay? Uh, you know that that's just that's an amazing stat to me that 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 has happened and it took so long into the season for that to happen. But um, I just don't think Florida came to play. Uh, they did not win any of their battles or most of their battles. Um, you know there was not a lot of support. Um, you know, I just feel like forwards were not coming down, clamping down and helping. Um, you know, you can say that on the, you know, I'm not gonna say that on the bunting goal because Bob, oh man, he made a beauty, beautiful save. And then, uh, just unfortunate that Gudis decided to try to go to the post and leave him wide open. But, um, it just seemed like there was a lot of turnovers. We couldn't get out of, uh, the, our own defensive zone. Couldn't really get anything off in the neutral zone. It seemed like only two lines were able to do that. That was probably the first and probably maybe the third or fourth uh, that were able to do that. But it just seemed like everybody else was kind of stuck in the mud. Um, my boy Anton Lundell has had a rough ride uh, of it, you know, so far. And he got demoted, and rightfully so. He's not handling the puck. He's not making wise decisions right now. And uh, the team needs offense right now. Um, and... And a game like this against Toronto, you need to take advantage of everything that you've got in front of you. And they just, they couldn't tonight. They couldn't generate anything. Um, you mentioned that they had the shot advantage. Well, it's easy to do that when you're shooting from the outside and they give you nothing inside and there's no rebounds. Um, Matt Murray played well tonight. Um, you know, he almost only had a one goal against game. You know, if that wasn't, you know, overturned, which, you know, was very close. Very uh, close. He yeah, he would have had a fantastic game. But uh, last two games, Florida just didn't bring the work boots. They didn't. They didn't want to work for it. And um, you know, you have the Rangers team that's coming in, and we're gonna see what this team's made of. You know, we're hoping that uh, Pittsburgh right now is uh, losing, or at least will lose their game, and uh, we'll still be one point out. So maybe it's not all doom and gloom, but you know, this is a playoff run, and uh, you gotta you gotta put your uh, best foot forward. Yeah, and uh, we actually do have an update on the on the pit, on the Penguins game uh, as I have it on on my phone as we as we are as we are chatting here. We're gonna actually discuss that next in the second segment. But we're gonna also talk about the continuous breakdowns that the Florida Panthers had on on Thursday night against the Toronto Maple Leafs. We're gonna discuss that next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're gonna tell you all about Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire in all places. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you to on every step of the hiring process with great talent through time-saving tools like instant match assessment and virtual interviews. Indeed makes it easy to hire great talent according to Comscore. Indeed is the number one job site worldwide. And Indeed delivers four times more hires than all sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Start hiring right now with a $75 job spot sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com slash locked on to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Segment number two here on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers lose to the Toronto Maple Leafs by a final score of 6-2 to two at home. Back-to-back -back regulation losses for the for the Panthers, but let's just talk about some of the goals that the Panthers uh, uh, gave up for, to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, first shot, Austin Matthews from the faceoff circle uh, beats Bobrovsky uh, far, far side, but the second one is the most frustrating one uh, of the Matthews goal because you you see him take it behind the net and you see you see Gudis going for a poke. But the, when when that was happening, you know what I was yelling, Nick? I was yelling, 
body, body, as as Matthews was taking it around, and there wasn't there wasn't a uh, there wasn't a Panther around like maybe like three feet away from Austin Matthews, and then he just uh, wrists it and then gets it past Sergey Bobrovsky. Um, the Nylander goal, John Tavares, we spoke about, of course, how he loves playing the Panthers, three primary assists, driving to to the net, and and then uh, and then the the Toronto Maple Leafs poking in and then Nylander gets the the goal on that one and you talk about getting all the shots on goal but the perimeter look what the um, Florida Panthers were doing differently versus what the Maple Leafs were doing differently mm-hmm. like cra- crazy to think huh definitely is and you could definitely tell who was in the driver's seat of this game just based on you know where the puck was going and where the pucks were actually getting to so um you know, I, I've never given much respect to uh, Austin Matthews just because, you know, we're here in South Florida and, you know, we kind of have a thing against uh, the elite up in uh, Canada. But he showed me tonight that he is committed to the two-way game. I mean, there was a couple times where, you know, he, he hit Los Dorinan. Um, You know, he uh, lifted up his stick on a scoring chance, came back and uh, picked somebody's pocket and everything, and then took the uh, the puck down the uh, other end of the ice and just seemed like he's really committed to playing a full, uh, you know, 90-foot game. Um, but, you know, the first goal, can't blame Bob. Uh, he was perfectly screened. Uh, second one, you know, as you were saying, Gudis was there, and you were saying body, body, body. Well, that's kind of what we have Gudis here for, but, you know, he's not going to be able to hit everybody. Um, I just, I wish Florida would have played a more physical game tonight because, you know, if people don't know this already, skill doesn't like to get hit, you know, maybe put a hit on Marner, put a hit on Nylander, put a hit on Matthews, you know, get them out of their game because I'll guarantee you once they get hit, everybody's going to be flying in to try to defend their guy and everything, but at least they know that we're there and that they're going to be, you know, it's going to be a tough time for them. So, um, and then the third goal is just, again, Tavares down by the blue paint and everything. That's where he works. And, um, you know, Florida Panthers will remember uh, 2016 fondly of that. Yeah, and uh, no, no doubt with uh, with uh, with that. And it's funny because the Panthers did lead uh, the, the hit category total, but I didn't really see um, hits that were like, Puck separating, finishing checks that would cause the, the Florida Panthers to go go the other way on a rush to put uh, pressure on Murray. And and Murray was starting this game because Ilya Samsonov was on paternity leave due to uh, the, the birth of his child. He had an 887 save percentage in the last three games. So it's like, cool, an opportunity to take advantage of, of, of this matchup for, for the Florida Panthers in this. But just when you're consistently trapped in your own zone and, I mean, we we know how fast we know how fast of a team uh, this Toronto Maple Leafs uh, team is, but like like you said, um, the one the one that Michael Bunt, Bunting uh, had the to make it four four two uh, that was the, the that was the five on three, man. It, you spoke about how Bobrovsky looked like that he made a, a great save uh, there, um, and and then mm-hmm. just a little bit crossed up going high. Um, anticipating the shot high and then that, that five hole w- was just open for uh, uh, Sergei Borowski in, in that one. But man, the it, it really didn't take until the third period for the Florida Panthers to really get a little bit of a jump on to they, they actually, of course, look what happened in Philadelphia when, when they were, when they were down, uh, they, they had a lot of energy coming out of that third period uh, as well. And, and, it, and it, and it happens far too often where you're waiting until the third period to have that energy mo- moving uh, uh, again for, for this Florida Panthers team. And it's just, 
why, why couldn't we see that in the first two? They're playing like they did last year in a way, if you think about it. So how many comeback from behind wins did they have? I mean, it seems like the first period, you know, they'll play relatively even or play even better. Second period, they'll lull and try to conserve their energy and not put too much effort into it. And then in the third period, just, you know, run the train off the rails and everything. But, you know, you can't win that, you know, all the time. It's not going to be consistent. And it's it's not something that, you know, playoff teams should be doing. Um, so I will say this about the bunting goal outside of Bobrovsky making that amazing save, which he was the best penalty killer tonight. Um, I don't think bunting got all of that. I think Bob did read it right and it was going to go high. And I think it just came off a of bunting stick a little bit to where it didn't, um, go airborne and it just went five hole on him. I don't think he was trying for a five hole at all. Yeah. And, um, uh, and you know, sometimes you get crossed up, and sometimes when you're when you're down five on three, sometimes you 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 might overthink a, a few a few things uh, there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the but you know, I, I I did see quite a few scoring chances from Anthony Duclair. Duclair, I think he did. Uh, he was um, getting passes more on the tape uh, here and there. I mean, him and Etulis it, Thorani, he was they were like a tic tac toe play that he had right in the slot. But man, every also. The sticks. There were so many sticks there. You mentioned it earlier on that how there was a back check of Austin Matthews where it was just a swing and a miss on Etulis Thorin and right in the mid slot. And then there was another opportunity where there was tic tac toe uh, with uh, Duke and Etu. And then you just see uh, the Maple Leafs consistently there to uh, break it up. I mean, after the second period, Corsi four, um, Corsi four was thirty six twenty seven, but the Florida Panthers had more shots on goal. So. Just goes to show how opportunistic the Maple Leafs were, and of course, when you're getting in front of the net uh, as well, that that that's definitely going to help your percentages of of actually uh, scoring uh, goals. I mean, the the goal by Kachuk, crazy angle that he had there. I mean, thanks thanks to that review, and could could have argued that there could have been a goal earlier when Jake McCabe pushed Matthew Kachuk into Matt Murray as well. Could have argued uh, that. And also uh, a great pinch by Josh Mahura to get it back into the zone. Barkov b- finds Nick Cousins and then backhands it uh, past Matt Murray, uh, top shelf. But also uh, also when the, the Toronto Maple Leafs spending a lot of time in their, in the, their own zone, uh, in the Panther zone, excuse me, and then you see Mark Stahl drawing a little bit too 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 much, just like just like we we discussed in uh in the game against Philly, and then uh, Reinhardt defensively a little bit late to get to Alex Kerfoot, and he's just right there to get it past uh, Sergey Bobrovsky as well, and that basically put the put the game out of reach. And you know, for the even even though it was over, um, Randy Moeller did talk about how when the Panthers were pulled Sergey Bobrovsky for the extra attacker about how when they're down five to three, they're spending too much time passing in the perimeter instead of just trying to get some some quality chance mm-hmm. up front. And of course, one fumbling of the puck ends ends into the empty net goal. So just a frustrating night overall, and didn't, uh, but also just a lot of think, overthinking for this Panthers team. Yeah, and um, you could probably equate that to, um, you know, how their power play started, uh, you know, early in the season. There was a lot of perimeter play, not a lot of guys were moving, and, um, you know, their set plays were already figured out. I mean, they should have thought of something different or at least tried to get shots from the point because um, trying to go down low was not going to work. It only worked with Chuck uh, getting that, you know, ridiculous angle shot to go in. 
and then Nick Cousins, you know, with a beautiful backhand, you know, when he got free. Uh, but everything else, you know, as you said, you know, there were sticks in the lanes. They were not letting anything in uh, to the slot or to, you know, get to Matt Murray. And, um, you know, sometimes you just, if you're going to play that perimeter game, you just got to fire shots, stop passing it around to get the perfect angle or the perfect shot. Because, you know, as I know, and I grew up, you know, listening to this and all Florida Panthers fans should know, Dennis Potman always said the best pass was a rebound. And, you know, if you're going to clog up the, um, you know, the, the net and everything, you got to have one or two guys there ready. And uh, that's what we brought to Chuck in for. And you have other players like Reinhardt that can definitely tip it um, and, you know, cause, you know, possibly a goal or at least get something on Murray. So I just, I think that, you know, again, in this day's game, they just try to be too perfect. And unfortunately it just didn't work out tonight. Yeah. And, um, great in- insight from, of course, the Hall of Fame defenseman and former uh, Panthers color analyst, uh, Den- Dennis Potvan. And uh, a few notes for the Panthers uh, as uh, Matthew Kachuk on a seven-game point streak. The Florida Panthers did uh, get seven straight games with a power play uh, goal. Montour uh, points in eight of, of the last ten. And one more point from tying Keith Yandel's record for most points for a defenseman. And... And two more uh, until he uh, he passes uh, Keith Yandel, and it's uh, it's it, it's a tough one uh, tonight for for this Florida Panthers team. So it's uh, it's uh, crunch time for this pan um, this Cats team as uh, they lose back to back games. Uh, this might be this might have been a no harm no foul type of game if they took care of business on on Tuesday night against Philadelphia. But we're going to transition over to segment number three where we're going to give a scoreboard update on. Dallas Stars versus Pittsburgh Penguins. By the time this airs, we'll know the final score, but we'll discuss it as as it's as we are as it's going on live as we are reacting to it, and of course talk about what the Panthers will need to do the rest of the way, and of course prepare for the New York Rangers. We're going to discuss that next year on the show, but first we're going to tell you all about FanDuel sportsbook and the tournament is heating up there's no pl- better place to get in on the action than FanDuel America's number one sportsbook that's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 it's up to $1,000 in bonus bet if your first bet does win go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to c- claim your no sweat first bet then you wager on everything from the money line point spreads on which team will be cutting down the net all on the app that's safe secure and easy to use don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today today Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the LockedOn Podcast Network. Segment number three here on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the LockedOn Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers drop to the Toronto Maple Leafs by final score of 6-2 at FLA Live Arena. So as we speak, Nick, the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Dallas Stars are tied at one in the second period. Of course, the Pittsburgh Penguins got a big win against Colorado on the road uh, last night on, on TNT. Uh, you know, can't can't focus too much. Can't rely. That's the that's the right word. Too much on other teams losing, and we we were think we were thinking when Jacob and I were talking and say, okay. The Penguins have to drop one of these two games, uh, and of course they they set. They set a a great tone on on Wednesday night, 
and of course, currently tied. Anything can happen. Of course, by the time we are done with the show, this game won't the game won't even go final yet. So, but the Panthers to have a chance to have a chance to give themselves an opportunity. It's going to be eight. It's going to be need to be like an eight to an zero stretch in the next ten. Their best stretch just came out of six zero and one, and that got that has me a little worried because we hadn't seen that Panthers team until that point. And these are the only two, these last two regulation losses are not only the only regulation loss in the month, in the calendar year of 2023. These are the only regulation losses since the trade deadline. So think about the sense of urgency that the Panthers had coming out of it. And we got to ask, do you think that six zero and one stretch that the Panthers were on before these two? Do you think that it that the tank is fully empty for this team? Oh, hold on, you're on mute. You're on mute. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> no problem. Um, no, I don't think so. I I think that you know uh, we had some injuries. Uh, you know, with Sam Bennett being out, you can definitely tell that the team is different. Uh, just because you don't have the top two centers uh, on your team, and it's tough to go against, uh, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs against, you know, any team like that. Um, you know, but at the same time, you know, other guys got to step up, and I'm still looking to see who is actually going to step up. Um, you know, I'm not going to put anything on Duclair right now because I can tell he's still getting his feet under him. He's still getting ready for, you know, in game mode and everything. Um, but, you know, you have your second year Lundells that need to step up. Um you know, you got to have, you know, your bottom people, you know, outside of Eric Stahl, who's been, has more goals than Uberto still. Um, they got to step up as well. They got to at least get a goal or two a game uh, to really help out your forwards. And, um, you know, as you said, we can't rely on, you know, the other scoreboards um, that are going on. You know, you got to take care of business. And if Florida has to go, you know, 8-2 and two or 8-0-2 oh in the final 10 games of the season, um in a season where they haven't won four in a row and they've only won three games, maybe two or three times. Um, it's a tall task. Um, now, is it out of the realm of this team doing that and pulling together and being able to do it? No, it, they can definitely do it. They just need to be healthy and they need to play the right way. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it doesn't like, like we've, I, like I've preached so many times on the show, I, they do have, all, all the playoff teams that they that are currently in are the home games of for 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 the Panthers. Uh, and here's here's a little bit of perspective. The Tampa Bay Lightning got destroyed tonight by the Ottawa Senators. Why does that matter? Is because the Maple Leafs winning, and a and a Tampa Bay Lightning losing. What does that mean for the Maple Leafs? Hmm. Locked into their into the second spot in the division in the division with two games in hand on the on the lightning Mm -hmm. there is another game next week next wednesday against the panthers there will be a game on april 10th which don't forget to enter the contest for the for the giveaway for that game um game ladies and gentlemen which there's opportunity there there for uh for the maple leafs to rest some players too also morgan riley didn't play uh tonight for the maple leafs let's um that of, of note for for toronto so that's a little relevant, um, but also, but let's go. Let's go to the the matchup on Saturday. The Panthers haven't won a game against the the 
the New York Rangers. And it's just been a, it's, it's just a matchup. That's just really tough. Of course, very, and, and three great lines that, that they can go out and, and just, and, and two power play units where some of the pe- people on power, power play two can be placed on power play one on most teams. Of course, we know the additions of Vladimir Tarasenko, Patrick Kane, and all that. Of course, the net front presence in Chris Kreider, the bread man, Artemi Panarin, Mika Sabanajad, and of course, the kids, Phil Heedle, uh, Alexis Lafreniere, and then, of course, if, if if he can get going, uh, Capo Caco, and of course, the mo- probably the most important player, Igor Shosturkin, uh, the the goal the goaltender, and Panthers, it, they have a hard time. Uh, they've had a hard time against Igor, um, even though two of the games last year they had three uh, third period goals, but one of them came too little, too late on one of them in a, in a in a losing effort. But it's just. Uh, I, I don't know what else to say other than mu- must have points for, for this Panthers team. Definitely. And, you know, th- this team has been resilient um, all season. I mean, you look at, you know, their back-to-back games or, you know, coming off a regulation loss or now 9-1-1, I believe. And, um, you know, you, you just try to think of, you know, the positives and everything, you know, is the team going to be healthy by Saturday? I mean, you know, as we were talking about, Sam Bennett came out and skated this morning. It didn't feel right, so he wasn't playing. So maybe another day or two of rest, he'll be in, uh, inserted into the lineup. And hopefully some uh, defensive uh, zone, um, you know, <laughs> assignments get figured out. And the forwards actually play a complete game and actually come down and help the defensemen. Um, and what will what it will come down to, in my opinion, on Saturday, don't take penalties. Just – for one game this season, please do not take any penalties. Give your actual self a chance to win the game because I, if they start racking up three or four or even five, that game's going to be over. New York will be at least two of five or, you know, three of six if, if that's the case. So um, on top of that, Bob's been magnificent, so he's going to give them a chance to win. But, again, they just the team's got to play smart. they got to grind away, as Maurice has said, and they just got to play the right way. Yep, and uh, power play percentage for the Rangers is tenth in the NHL. Um, so, so definitely um, a unit that's very, very lethal. Um, fifth in goals against in the entire NHL. That's not a surprise when you're looking at that goals for. They're around the top ten. The Panthers are actually in the top five um, uh, as far as far as that. But that that's just the most important thing. It's just do your best to stay out of the box uh, for for this team because the, this team. Um, not the best at five on five, but they've gotten better last year. Outside of uh, as opposed, they 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 were better this year than they were, of course, last year. Made made a lot of progress uh, there, but of course, it comes down to uh, when you're when you're down a man and and what you and and going to the box for itty bitty itty bitty mistakes of, of just attention to detail. And the Rangers are seven two and one in their last ten, so. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a it's a tall task, but hey, the Florida Panthers just beat the New Jersey Devils last week at home when they had the best road record coming into FLA Live Arena. So is it out of the realm of possibilities? No. And this Cats team all season has been a team that hasn't they haven't died. They they just haven't, and they haven't gone too much out of the race. They haven't they haven't they haven't the other teams haven't separated themselves. So. 
I think it's going to continue. Um, even if the Panthers win and the and and the Pittsburgh Pen- and Penguins lose to Washington, or even if they drop it this against against Dallas, it 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 won't. I don't think it'll say one way or the other of who's going to carry, um, who's going to break away with that second wild card spot. I actually don't think the Isles nor the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to get away or get very far. Uh, just it's just a. A feeling. I mean, Pittsburgh might get a get a run going because they have Sidney Crosby, and it seems like over the last couple of games he's really kind of put the team on his back, and you know that's why he was the best player in the world for so many years. Um, I'm still trying to see, you know, what the Islanders exactly have outside of Sorokin. I mean, I know they traded for Bo Horvat and everything, and that they're Brock Nelson's hurt. Yeah, Brock Nelson's now hurt and everything, so it, it makes you wonder, you know, like how much longer are they going to be able to sustain their playoff spot? And, you know, just think about where we were, you you and me talking about this Panthers team and about the season, like back a couple months in December, we season was over. People wanted Maurice fired. Um, You know, Bob was terrible. Um, You know, it's just, there was so many negative things after so many, like, so many positives of the previous season that now we're still one point out and people still feel like the sky's falling, but, you know, I'm just thankful that we're only still one point out as of this recording before the score goes final over there in Dallas. But, you know, this is what it's all about guys. It's going to go to the, down, down, down to the wire and it may only take 92 points to get into the final wild card. So um, everybody keep your heads up. It's still possible. And, you know, Hopefully we'll be seeing Boston in the first round. Yeah, ho- hopefully not. And uh, the the New York Islanders will be facing the Columbus Blue Jackets on Friday and then the Sabres at home on Saturday. They'll be playing at the same time as the Panthers at 5 p.m. And then after the Panthers game goes final, the Pittsburgh Penguins will be welcoming in Alexander Ovechkin and the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, to PB- PPG Paints Arena. But, Nick, I want to thank you so much for joining me on another edition of Fairbanks Friday. Uh, thank, thank you so much for, for joining me. Tell everybody where they can find you online. Armando, thank you again for having me on uh, again for Fairbanks Friday. Uh, hopefully, you know, the team can pull out a big win on Saturday and uh, kind of redeem themselves over the last two games. But uh, if you guys want to follow uh, and kind of, you know, get on this whole what's going on with uh, Pride Night thing and everything, have a conversation about that, you guys can DM me or follow me at Prudentia Zero on Twitter. So, Armando, thank you again. Thank you as always, and I'll see you next Friday, my friend. See you next Friday. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Stu Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's edition of Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.